Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Turk, and I am so dang pumped that you are here. This is a space that is all about real, from the heart, for the soul chats designed to help other women like me fearlessly pursue their dreams, build habits that serve them, and chase after becoming the women that the Lord called them to be. I'm going to get really vulnerable with all my soul sisters out there as I share tangible tools that will help women build the lives that they've dreamed of for the glory of God. We are going to have a whole lot of fun, keep it super real, share in some really great words and fellowship, and take action together that will make us really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. Buckle up, because here we go. We are doing the dang thing. Hey, Soul Sister. Welcome back, girl. I am so stinking excited that you are here today, because today is going to be extra freaking fun. Today, we have the honor and privilege to be chatting with one of my absolute favorite humans on this earth, Miss Riley Dobbins, soon to be Rosansky. So let's freaking go. Um, Now, if you are not hanging out with me on social media, A, you should be, but B, then you might not know Riley. Riley is truly one of my very best friends. We both attended Appalachian State University for college, but we actually did not meet until she was in grad school there and I had already graduated. We got connected via social media where she joined me um, and we started our health and fitness journeys together. We totally hit it off because we are ridiculously similar humans. And then the rest is just history. Riley is a speech and language pathologist in the North Carolina school system and has one of the best and kindest spirits of anyone that I know. She has a huge heart for Jesus and is truly one of the wisest people that I know. So I am so freaking pumped for y'all to get to know Riley some today um, and just get to hear and witness some of the amazing wisdom that she has um, and for her to just drop that for all of us. So welcome, Riley. Wow. Thank you so much for a wonderful intro, Lindsay. Um, Right back at you. You are truly one of my favorite human beings. Um, So thank you so much. (laughs) But it is wild that we both went to app during the same years for undergrad, never met there. Um, But we met after we both graduated. So it's wild how God works. (laughs) Hey, I mean, we found each other when we truly needed each other. So here we are. I love it. The important thing is that we have each other now. So exactly, I love you so much. Um, But today we are going to be talking um, about a topic that Riley and I have actually had multiple conversations about. So when I talked to her about coming on the podcast, it just made so much sense that this is really the topic that she picked. Um, And we're going to be talking about reframing our minds to find joy and meaning in what we do, specifically surrounding our careers, um, which is such an amazing topic. And it's just totally who you are as a person. So I'm so excited um, to hear from you on this. But before diving into our topic, I got to hit you with the question of the hour, the question that all of our guests here get asked. So if you could go back four years ago and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? This is a wonderful question um, and a great way to frame really what we're talking about today. So the piece of advice that I would give myself four years ago, but I would also give myself two years ago, but I would also give myself (laughs) today. Um, it's truly something that I have to remind myself of is to be present Mm -hmm. in my current moment, 
in the present and the present. Um, It's something that I say a lot. And I think that that's so important because we always look back on happy times and on times in our lives that we still wish we were able to experience Mm -hmm. and, or we look ahead to the future and are really excited for making goals and making plans. But we sometimes forget to be incredibly thankful of what is right in front of us and what we're experiencing in the moment. Yeah. And something that I thought of that was actually, it's like one of my favorite Bible verses, actually, um, that always relates to this mm-hmm. is Ecclesiastes 5, 18 through 20. And it says, this is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the past days of their lives because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. So I think that um, that's the advice that I would constantly give myself um, and everybody out there is to be aware and present and thankful in the moment you are in. Yeah, I love that so much. And I feel like that that's a reminder that everyone needs, right? We it's it in, in every phase of life. I feel like when you look at like graduating college, it's so easy when you graduate college to be looking and thinking like, wow, I'm so sad that this chapter is over. This was such an amazing time. And in a lot of ways when it ends, like we're not ready for it to end, but in the same breath, we're like beyond excited for what's to come. Um, and I think that that's a really good piece of advice. And as I'm like thinking back on something I should have told myself four years ago, or wish I knew four years ago is yeah, to really enjoy the present because is it hard? Is there, are there challenges? Do you miss college? Are you excited for what's to come? Yeah. But like where you're at and the learning and the growth that you have, like in those moments is so important and it's like shaping you for what's to come. But then there's also so much joy in it. And it's just so easy to get caught up in, in yeah, exactly what you're saying and just forget about like every day that we have is a gift and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So why waste a breath, you know, thinking about the past or thinking about the future or being upset about something or, you know, stressing over things that truly at the end of the day don't matter when like today's a gift and we need to find ways every single day to enjoy them and be like thankful to the Lord for another day. Exactly. It's really wonderful to look back on great experiences you've had, as well as to look forward to new ones that you're going to have. But really what you have and all that you know you're going to have and be able to experience is this moment. Yep. And I know the one thing that is different between you and I is I love The Office um, TV show. It's my favorite and Lindsay will not watch it. Okay, but- I was gonna watch it but he took it off of Netflix and I have watched it. I have nothing against it. I've just never sat down and binged it, but we're, it will happen. It will happen. <laughs> okay. Well, in the finale episode, something that Andy Bernard says, I always resonate with so heavily because he says, you, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before Ooh. they're gone. Yes. No, that's so good. That's and it's, so you know, good. to soak up all the moments that you're in, um, because you don't know you're going to be looking back on this yes. 
current That's moment so in true. your life. That's so true. And it's so funny that this is what we're talking about right now. Cause I literally, I like pulled up my Instagram because I shared this on my story earlier today. Um, this, there's a song by elevation. It's a, it's a new like elevation worship and Maverick city music album that they came out with the old church basement. There's a song on the album and it's a million little miracles. And every time I listen to that, I have this thought that I'm about to share, but I shared it on my Instagram story. And I'm just going to share it for, like word for word, what I, what I wrote, but I said, remember there were days you prayed for the things that you have now. Our God is a God of miracles. He makes all things good. He fulfills his promises. One day you'll look back on your current unanswered prayers with gratitude and fulfillment of those prayers. Keep praying. He answers and miracles unfold in his perfect timing. But it's so true. Like there are like, are there so many things in my life that I'm praying for and I want and I long for? Yeah. But there are so many things that I have right now that I wanted and I prayed for and I long for that I have. And it's just so easy to forget that. Yeah. It really, it really is. I think it's, um, it's just important across whatever you're going through in your life, because Mm -hmm. you are, you know, even looking four years back, you are far ahead of where you were then and have things that you had wished for at that point. Um, It's hard to think in that perspective. And our minds can really get in the groove of saying, oh, I wish I could go back. Or I just want to be done with this and go forward and I'll graduate in a year and then I'll be done. Um, instead of, you know, just being totally present. Yeah. I love it. Wow. That is so great. Honestly, I feel like we could have just an entire episode about this, which would be really (laughs) good. And maybe we should, but I feel like you have dropped some seriously good stuff on this and I really want to dive into today's topic. So that is exactly what we're going to do. Um, so we're going to kind of kick it off with what does it mean to you to reframe your mind, um, to find meaning in what we do? What does that mean to you? That means to me, um, while thinking about, you know, what I wanted to talk about with you, um, I wanted it to be something that was relevant to the both of us. That was Mm -hmm. relevant to, this is very millennial of me, but to the season of our lives. Yes. (laughs) But everybody has a certain season. And um, I feel like the one that we are in right now, late twenties, but also the, um, the pandemic is a huge one where we've kind of had to really reframe the way that we view our jobs and the things that we do every day. And a lot of people have had to work from home and some people, you know, have stayed in the office and things. But for me, starting a little bit later in the workforce, um, because I went to grad school for two years, it was, I was a little bit older when I started to work. So it was a big change for me from going to school to working full time. Um, it was, I was kind of shell shocked a little bit. And I know that I've talked about this with a lot of my friends, but you know, nine to five, it it's a huge chunk of your day. Um, and I found myself really thinking, is this Mm. the rest of my life is, is this what I'm going to do every day? Am I going to get up and then go and work so hard all day, even though what I do, I'm really passionate about and I love it, which I'll get into that too. But really a huge chunk of our lives is spent in these 
in these areas that might not be ideal for all of us, even if it's something that we enjoy. So how we can reframe that to stay present in the moment and understand that there's purpose in that, that regardless of what we're doing, there is not only purpose for us, but God's purpose for us in that there's a reason. Yeah. I love that so much. And one of the things I was thinking about kind of like leading up to this is that I love how you said that because so often we have this thought that our careers are our purpose, but our purpose is not found in a career. Our purpose, our purpose is found is supposed to be found in the Lord and our careers are a method that he uses for us to take the strengths that he has given us to spread his light to others. And our purpose is to glorify the Lord and to point people to him. And that is our purpose. Our careers are not our purpose, but like, it's just a tool that he uses for us to have our purpose, but it's so easy to get like finding meaning in our careers or finding joy in the jobs that we're doing caught up with like, oh, if, if I don't have, you know, joy in my career, if I'm not feeling like I am able to like have meaning in what I'm doing, then I'm not living out my life's purpose. Well, your career is not your life's purpose. And I think that's something exactly I've had to learn a lot about. And so one thing that I've learned is to stop focusing on trying to find my purpose in earthly things, but finding my purpose in the Lord and trying to figure out what, how he is using me in the career that I'm doing or in the things that I'm doing. Exactly. And I think that, you know, I've had this conversation um, and going back to Anna Grace's (laughs) um, episode with her Enneagram and talking about that, I am fully an Enneagram seven. The most Enneagram seven of anyone ever, like definition textbook Enneagram seven. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Love it. But um, in that, a way that I look for joy is through satisfaction Mm. in my life, excitement and, you know, stuff that makes me feel good. Um, And if I'm not feeling that, if I have a day that's not even, not even bad, but just relatively lax and normal, um, it's really easy for me to get bogged down in that and to let that affect the rest of my day and my mood. And then it's really, you know, a snowball in that. So I've been a lot more intentional about taking each interaction that I have. And this is something that, you know, I wanted to talk about because it looks so different in everybody's line of work. But with mine, during the school school day, I see about 20 kids a day and I see them in little small groups. And so a way that I have tried to reframe what I'm doing and, you know, of course, we're working on speech and language (laughs) goals, um, of course, but a lot of those kids are really struggling in a class of 25, 30, and they don't get a small, intimate setting Mm. and connection with a teacher really at all throughout the day. Yeah. And I am the one opportunity that they get 
other than lunch yeah. or recess to, you know, breathe a little bit and, but also connect with an adult, which yeah. for a lot of those kids, they don't get a lot. So I think that that's super important. Um, and that's a way that I've begun to look at it. You know, it's not just, oh, this isn't the most exciting thing I've ever done, but to these children, it is a bright spot in their day. Yeah. It means something for them. Or even mm. when I'm working on the R sound, the dreaded R, <laughs> and I love that my name uh, will be Riley Rosansky. That'll be great for the speech kids <laughs> to say. But, <laughs> but even when a kid finally is able to produce the R sound for the first time and just the elation of that, <laughs> just a small victory, yeah. you know, kids, kids need a lot, but at the same time, they don't need that much. Yeah. So they just really need somebody to pay attention to them and somebody to let them know that they're, they are cared for and that yeah. they are loved. So that's a way that I've kind of, you know, it's not necessarily for me and for my excitement as much as I might want it to be, um, as much as I might want my job to be bungee jumping, skydiving all day, every day kind of excitement. <laughs> Adrenaline. Um, <laughs> exactly. That's not life and that's not how it always is, but that doesn't mean that it's not super important and that there's not purpose in it. Yeah. So that's kind of how I've reframed that for my job specifically. Yeah. I love that so much. It's one of the, specifically with your job too. It's just like, sometimes people just need you to love on them and they just need some, especially like these children and, and what you're doing and, and the like home settings that they're coming from and things like that um, associated with a lot of the developmental issues that they're having is that they truly just like that they crave that attention and they just need love and care. And so it's so cool that you're able to do that. Um, but I know that for some people, they would be look at a job like yours and they would say, okay, well, it's so easy for Riley to think about teaching a child to talk. Like she can find meaning in that. So I want to flip it to talking just like to give an, another example, because I think that yeah. this is really important. I want to share how I've done this. Um, and kind of what you and I were talking about, like leading up to this and kind of like planning what we're talking about is, so my full-time job is a recruiter. And so mm -hmm. A lot of that my, look like, yeah. So I spend a lot of time talking on the phone and I spend a lot of time calling people. Like I have to just make a bunch of phone calls. And so what that looks like, how I feel sometimes is sometimes I look at the number of people that I have to call or the list of people that I have to call through. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do not even want to dial this number. I do not even want to you know, talk on the phone. And it's really, that's, that's very challenging to experience because that is literally my job. Um, but I have to, and, but I mean, at the end of the day, I have to remind myself that I am a, I am a positive voice on the other end of the phone. I am somebody mm -hmm. that is calling them to try to help them to get a job. And I don't know what situation has them looking like, I know that they're looking for a job, but I don't know why. And I can be a very positive light. And so one of the hardest types of jobs to fill is like some customer service jobs or like administrative jobs. And I get to do a lot of things other than that. And that's really not where I spend my time. But when I do have to do that, I honestly, I dread it. But then I remind myself, like, I don't like these people have 
who knows what's going on in their life. And I'm like potentially helping them to get a job and that is changing their life. And at the end of the day, even if I can't help them get a job, I can give them one piece of advice that will Mm -hmm. help them in their job search. Or even if they don't take that seriously, like maybe they've been having a really horrible day and I can just be a positive, like loving, caring presence on the other end of the phone to just like pour a little bit of like Jesus's light and love on them. And if that is all I do, then that is success. Like, even if I can't get them a job, if I can just show them that they, that there are people that care for them and want to help them get a job and that there are jobs out there for them, like then I, like that is successful, but it's so easy to get caught up with, you know, the nuances of our, of our day to day that we forget the little things that we can do that can bring that can, that can just make a really big impact on somebody else's life and on their day. So yeah. exactly. And I think that that's a really good point. You know, you make what 50 phone calls a day. I mean, sometimes, 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 yeah. and you know, so that can get really monotonous, especially when you don't really know the backstory of the people you're calling. You're really just trying to fill a position, um, and trying to, you know, do your job, but you could be an answer to somebody else's prayer. You on the other end of the line, like you said, whether or not that's for a job or if it is just for a positive, friendly presence, that they mm-hmm. might not even know that they need. Um, yeah. There's purpose in that. And yeah. you are affecting people's lives. Yeah. And I think even for, you know, I think let's go a step further. And I am interacting with kids one-on-one. You are on the phone talking with other people. What about, you know, some other jobs where people might not be interacting, you know, specifically with, other people. I have, you know, a friend that works with some people, but, you know, mainly does a lot of product design and things like that. And, um, and she's not super passionate about the industry that she works in either. So, you know, how can we be positive in that atmosphere too? And really, you know, just bringing light through even emails as disconnected as that is, that's a lot of her job. It's not really the personal one-on-one in-person or phone call interactions. You know, it's a lot more digital interaction, but we can also bring our positivity and joy through that while also, you know, standing up for our morals and what we believe in at the same time. So there's a lot of important things to be said about even just day-to-day basic monotonous communication that we have with coworkers, not even the clients or the people that we're necessarily serving. So, no, I love that. That's so true. And I I know that a lot of times I, um, like I, I place people in jobs and I know so often people, you know, you can get really excited. You can get into a job and you can not love it. But what I always try to remind people, and obviously I can't really talk about like, like God side of things, like through work, but like what you are doing matters, even if it feels like it doesn't matter. Like God, Mm -hmm. nothing in our lives is a coincidence. Like everything has a piece and a purpose to this greater plan. And so I always just try to like, 
remind people that of that. And then also just to think about like, maybe you're supposed to be making an, an impact in somebody's life in that office. Like, I think it's so important to like, look around at your coworkers and think like, who needs what I can give them today? Mm-hmm. And if that's just a, a pat on the back as, as saying, like making somebody feel like they're doing a good job, making somebody feel appreciated so often specifically in work, we, I think we look to like our, our organization and the leadership of the organization to um, like compliment us or to, mm-hmm. um, to notice what we're doing and to make us feel appreciated when we don't have to look up that we can look out. Um, and that if we spread like, light and love and appreciation to our coworkers, then our coworkers are going to do that to us. And that you can create, even if your upper management or if your job like doesn't necessarily um, create or foster this environment of, mm-hmm. you know, m- you know, feeling appreciated and feeling like what you do matters that you can create that. Um, and you can, if you cheer other people on, they will cheer you on. And, and even if at the end of the day, they don't cheer you on, we are called to spread the light and love of Jesus to other people. And that is a very easy, practical way to do it. But backing up, it's just at the end of the day, where we're at and what we're doing, is not a coincidence. And where you're at right now is not necessarily where you're going to be. Like, we don't know where we are going. So we have to focus on, right. you know, figuring out how to make an impact and, um, you know, find that, like, how God is trying to use us in each place that we're at in life, like every single day, we have to figure those things out. We have to look for that. Exactly. And so I think that really, you know, when I thought about this topic of being present in the moment, um, this is not to say don't, you know, if you're in a, in a work situation specifically that you are just draining you and it's really not a positive environment, it might even be toxic. This is not to say, don't look ahead and look for other things. Right. This is to say, while looking ahead and to other things, try to find that meaning because you are there nine to five, if not longer And for me, I have serious FOMO, fear of missing out. Same. And so this is a huge (laughs) chunk of my life. And I feel like I am not only neglecting myself, but I'm neglecting the, the hours and the minutes that God has given me on this earth to do something and, you know, give my talents and what I've learned and what I've chosen to do. So, you know, I don't want to waste that precious time. That really is a good chunk of our lives, which is how, you know, as I've said, I've been working for two years and I've really had to, to reframe that because it just, it seemed like such a stark contrast from coming from school straight into working 40 hours a week. And then sometimes, you know, as a new um, professional in the school system, working overtime for sure and on the weekends. And so it was really um, a change for me. Yeah. But I think that it's super important to, you know, take advantage of every moment that you have. That's a big, a big thing because like the Bible verse that I read at the very beginning, you know, be happy for even in your toilsome labor, not, yeah. not your, not your great job, not your awesome <laughs> thing, but in, you know, toilsome labor, right. Wow. The Bible can sometimes hit you hard, but even in your toilsome labor, be happy for the few 
days that God has given you Yeah, is essentially what it's saying. We yeah. don't know how much time we have left. That is so good. I love that you, that that's the Bible receipt brought. Cause I, I think that that's so good. And the toilsome labor, it's like maybe what you're doing in your job isn't, I mean, it just goes to show that not every job that we have, are we necessarily going to enjoy? And it's just mm-hmm. important to remember that sometimes, because I think we're in this culture that glamorizes, especially like our generation. Is it like, it glamorizes work It and it glamorizes, um, like I, and I think it's why we have a lot of like mental health problems related to work. It's like mm-hmm. overworking. And there's a lot of people that look at work as like, um, you know, they don't work to live. They live to work. Right. And mm-hmm. so, um, they're just like so tied up in their jobs, but there's like so many different, like, I don't know, we've just created this like very like toxic environment and like thought process when it comes to work. But I don't know. I just think that with that verse, it's just, it's a good reminder of like, yeah, every job that we do is not supposed to be enjoyable. Um, but we're not guaranteed anything. So, you know, there's always improvements of things that we can be doing. There's always things in our lives and in our roles that we can look forward to enjoy. But also it's a beautiful reminder that like, we are not put on this earth just to work. There's like so many things that we're supposed to do, people that we're supposed to impact. Like, and you know, I think that something that I've learned is that your passion and like things that you're passionate about doesn't have to be your career. You're, you are a really, really lucky human to where like one of the, like you are so passionate about helping people. You are passionate about children with disabilities. You're honestly passionate just about speech and words. And your job is just like the perfect, like culmination of who you are and the things that you love. And for me, something that I've learned is that I'm a very multi-passionate person. I'm like, there's not a job out there. There's not a singular job out there. That's going to really like fulfill fully fulfill me because I, a, I'm an Enneagram three and I'm a multi-passionate person. And so I've learned for myself that I don't really have to, like, I want to be passionate about what I do, but my job doesn't have my full-time like nine to five, which honestly, why do we call it a nine to five? Who actually works nine to five? Nobody. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) But anyways, like our nine to five job doesn't have to be where we find passion in life. Like there are so many, like there are, you know, if you, if you, like I have side businesses, I have hobbies. Like I have, you know, um, I'm a very like relationally focused person. I find a lot of passion in building relationships with people. And I am lucky that I've had like side ventures of, and like, you know, being a virtual health and fitness coach and like starting this podcast and like different things to really be able to build those relationships and like have passion there. But then I also get to, it's also really important to me to have, you know, those relationships outside of work. And I find a lot of passion in the friendships that I have and and building relationships with my friends and like spending time with family. But in this world that we live in, it's like, oh, you have to like, your job should be your passion. And for some people that's true. And that's the case And right. good for those people. But I'd say the majority of the people out there would say that they are not the, of the utmost a thousand percent passionate about what they do all day, every day. Agreed. And I, I too am a multifaceted person in terms of, uh, there are a lot of different things that I enjoy and that I like music. and that I could see myself doing singing, so worship, singing, leading, music. Like- um, yes. Worship music, running, exercising, like all of these things that we have in common. Um, and so, except for the know, fact that I can't sing, sorry, <laughs> horrible. Horrible singer over here, but it's fine. No, she's a great singer. She's fine. No, but, um, you know, something that I found is that as I've been more intentional, that's a big word, intentional in my day to day when I'm in work, 
Um, and especially, you know, it's been a little bit harder for me this summer because I'm doing summer school. So I'm working even longer than I was last year. And then of course, last year pandemic hit. So I was working from home. So I didn't even get a full school year in. So it's just been, it's been really long this year for me. Um, but in being intentional in trying to, you know, work with those kids and, find, understand that there's purpose in that, even if it might not be the most exciting or great thing for me, um, during that day is I have more energy and more passion when I get home from work to explore my other passions and my other things. And I also have more energy to be, you know, with my significant other. And we, we talked about this too, you know, your fiance, um, my fiance. (laughs) Yes. Um, so, but before coming on here, you know, he was like, so what are you going to talk about? And I said, you know, well, we're going to talk about, you know, meaning in your current moment, meaning in the moment. And, um, mainly job specific, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's very relatable for our age group, our time. And yep. like you said, it is very sensationalized in the media. Ooh, that's a good terms, way to say it. In terms of, you know, a glamorous lifestyle or, you know, I can, I'm working from home or I've created my own business to where I can travel to all seven continents and still do my job or I'm the CEO. And if you're not the CEO, then you're not successful or climbing up in the company is the only way for you to be successful. Is that title? Things like that, you know, just a very, um, just very superficial things that should not be our identity, but that our current you know, world and society has told us that it should be our identity and is important for some reason. Um, you know, so, but talking to my fiance about this, um, (laughs) he is not high up in his company, but he does what he loves. And so I just posed the question to him. I was like, you know, what do you think the, the purpose is for what you do, which for those of you who don't know, he CAD models and designs and builds furniture, high-end furniture with like steel and other stuff. It's really um, freaking cool. And he's incredibly talented. <laughs> he's, he's very talented. Yeah. So he also does enjoy what he does, but it does get monotonous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he, he was so funny. He said, well, you know, we designed this high-end furniture for, you know, rich people. So that's cool. But also we really give to a lot of, um, recreations and other, um, companies that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford furniture. Mm. And they really, a big thing is they're a local company and they really support, the local boon uh, um, economy, which is where we live. So a lot of like up and coming restaurants and also our, our new Starbucks, woo, we got Starbucks. Um, (laughs) So things like that, that, you know, might not have been able to start up as quickly or as efficiently, they have provided their services by fully furnishing um, a lot of, a lot of these places. And then, you know, also just showrooms and things like that. And just, being, you know, coming up with new designs. And that's just really um, using your creativity for something that, you know, I always go back to 
disability of some, it could really help somebody in ways that you might not even think of. Um, because everybody has such specific needs Mm -hmm. in certain ways and especially people with disabilities. So I think that design, the design industry, and that is just super, super important, but you know, the very base of it, he's like, you know, you think of all the people that sit on our chairs, (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, and (laughs) that's those type things. Right. Well, you also have to think like if you, and this is where like, it's truly like the, the word reframe is what is so important. What does Matt do? Matt makes furniture, but put that into the context of what that means. So the Starbucks example. So there is somebody that owns that franchise of Starbucks. They've worked incredibly hard in their life to be able to get to the place where they can own that Starbucks. Okay. So now they get to this place where they have like gotten whatever it takes to, to open the franchise. And now they are like building it. And so now they've got it built and what they need to do is create this environment. So in their brain, they've like created this environment of a Starbucks where people are going to get coffee. And what does that mean? They're going to have a place to to work. It's going to be to be creative, to meet and come together and grow. And so like, they have this like great vision of what that space is going to mean for them. And that is like how the, the purpose that they have through that business that they're creating. Right. And, but Matt, Matt's chair is a very important piece to that puzzle because, you know, in their mind, they're like, oh, like, yeah, we have, you know, people are going to be coming together. Well, when people come together, they need to sit and they need to be comfortable. And Matt is like providing that piece. And so at the end of the day, what does Matt do? He can design a chair. Well, there's lots of things that he designs. I know it's much more like intricate than that, but like (laughs) he does design chairs. That's something he does. And so, but like at the end of the day, he can think, oh, I just designed and made a chair today, but where's that chair going? What does that mean to the person that it's going to? And those Mm -hmm. are like, like, it's just so easy to get caught up in the, in the day to day and and like, oh, I'm just, you know, meeting with a kid today, or I'm just calling somebody and interviewing for them for the job. Or Mm -hmm. all I did was submit one person to a job today. No, all of these things have meaning, no matter how small they seem in our world. Like it's all of that, like ripple effect of like everything that we're all doing is impacting someone else. And then it's just like this, like giant ball of like impact that we're making, but we have to look for it because it's not just like always obvious. I really love that, that you just said is we have to look for it because if we don't, we're going to miss it. Yeah. And that's a really big thing is, you know, if you're just walking out, you know, at night, if you're just, you know, going on a stroll and you just decide not to look up at the sky and it happens to be a beautiful, clear night, but you don't look at the sky, you're not going to see the stars. If you don't take a moment to intentionally look at the beauty of what God has created. Of course, that's a little bit more of a physical visual example of, you know, but if you don't take a second to look, you will not see. Yeah. And so that, that all like brings us right back to like, what does it mean to reframe your mind to find meaning in what you do? And I think kind of like what we're saying is what that means is to take a step back and look for the meaning and figure Mm -hmm. out those things that you're doing that literally might be the least favorite part of your job can potentially be the thing that is making the most impact. Like for me, that's so the case. My least favorite part of my job is sitting down and like, I will set up a, an, hour where I just like, I'm gonna make as many phone calls as I can Mm -hmm. to find someone for this job. Okay. Well, I don't really love sitting down and just making a ton of phone calls, but I'm hopefully going to get someone that answers that 
needs me or that this is the job that is so for them. And so like, what is awesome? What is the least favorite part of my job literally turns into the part of my job that brings me joy, which is hopefully being able to get someone a job, you know, but it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to do all of those pieces. And so it's really that like, anyways, little, little tangent there, but it's really like, like we have to reframe our thoughts and how we think about things. Right. Because a bit, a big thing that my dad always, always told me was what we think we become. So if we really get on this train of thinking negative things about, oh, I don't want to do this. And this is the worst and all of these things, then we are not only going to feel worse, but we're going to manifest that. It's like the self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? So, but then on the flip side, it works the other way too. Is yep. If we bring the, the positive energy and the positive vibes, and if we are searching for something positive in our day, or really just, you know, saying, okay, this is not my favorite thing, but this is going to have impact on somebody in ways I might not even see. Yeah. And it's still important, you know, just again, being intentional about yeah. the way that we choose to look through the lens of our life. Yeah. And then I feel like too, that like also is you're more likely to find positivities like that are and, and positives in things that are going on, which is going to make you a more positive person. And then that like cycles in like, as you were, um, as you were like talking about that, it made me think about the, you know, the saying of you are, you attract what you are. And so if mm-hmm. you're, you know, the type of person that is seeking positivity and looking for positivity and, you know, trying to find joy and looking for passions and purpose and everything that you're doing, then you're going to find more people like that. And you're going to be surrounded by a lot of like really awesome people. And you're just going to feel super happy. And it just like, I don't know, exactly. it's, just like, it's all intertwined together. It really is. It's all so much more connected than you think. And, you know, obviously, um, this is intertwined with, you know, my mental health and we can get into that later, but you know, (laughs) I've had a lot of mental health struggles and things, but this is a day to day thing that for me, even without, you know, my mental health struggles, just like we said before, the societal pressure, the days and times that we're in right now, or the season of life that you might be in, that might not be your ideal is, you know, really taking that step back is a huge, Mm -hmm. huge impact on the way that your brain thinks, the way that you will become habitual with those positive thoughts. And then that in turn, like you said, positive snowball effect affects everything else and positively affects your mental health as well. So I think for me, it's something that I can do as kind of like, you know, the first, the first step to kind of like cut off the negative thoughts from really just going out of control a little bit, but, um, also, you know, bringing meaning to what you do. That's, that's what everybody wants. That's what every human being wants to find. Yeah. And so I think that that's why this is also so important because it's something that everybody listening, everybody not listening, everybody (laughs) in the world, um, everybody in the world has something that they're doing for a majority of the time that, you know, may or it's not even things you love are not always going to be your ideal in the moment. Right. 
So everybody can benefit from just taking two seconds during the day. I often have to do it multiple times Same, because the day is long (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, taking that time and saying, okay, I've, you know, I've done this so far and this has not been a great day, but we are going to have a positive attitude and see this through to the end. And then, you know, we're going to try our best and see what we can do because that's all we can do. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, God really does the rest. I think when we let go and let God, that's a huge part of it too. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I was literally just about to say, you know, that's what I do is I take a step back and a lot of times what, you know, it's so easy to like, you know, me do this, me do this, me do this. What can I do? What can I do? And there's so many pieces to this that, yeah, like we need to take a step back and, you know, figure out how to reframe our minds to look for all these things and like do what we're talking about. But also like in those moments, I literally ask God, I'm like, okay, God, give me the strength to do this. Give me the peace to do this. You know, Mm -hmm. show me what I, you know, show me something today that like, show me a positive impact or, you know, whatever, but taking a, a step back to like, look to God to help us to it and to really yes. let go and like, let him do his work through us. Like that's an important piece to all this as well. So I'm really, 100%. really glad that you said that. And I mean, I feel like we've hit a lot of really, really great notes. Um, and I, I think that this is a, a kind of a good spot to kind of like come to a close. So, I mean, do you have, is there anything else that you want to say? Do you feel like there's anything else, um, any other little knowledge or wisdom drops you want to leave us with? <laughs> well, you said at the top that I was a very wise person. I don't know about that. I've just you been to, are. You really I've just been are. to a lot of therapy. So, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, I really think that again, like I said, this is all encompassing of everybody across wherever you live, across all ages. Um, But the aspect of letting go and letting God is something that, you know, I really wanted to hit on too. Um, And so I think that that's just a huge piece of it is God give me the strength and show me the way you know, all of these, all of these things that just little moments in your day where you can be still got a tattoo of it. Um, but be still and talk to God and reframe your mind like that. Um, but I'm actually, I just want to um, say that I'm proud of us for not going off on too many tangents. We have done and really good. Everyone was like that. I told that you were coming on the podcast. They were like, Oh no. And I'm like, yes, you and I have like the most squirrel brain and we can like carry on so many conversations at one time. But we are also, we were talking about this. We are really good at when we're having like more serious heart to hearts, we're like really good at the serious heart to hearts and you diminish right. your wisdom and your ability to have a heart to heart. And you're like, oh, it's just because I've been through a lot of therapy. Well, yeah, you have been through a lot of ther- therapy, but that has like seriously increased your self-awareness. And I think self-awareness like creates an environment for wisdom. And you are so wise. Like you are like the person that I go to for things because like you are so wise. Wow. Thanks buddy. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I definitely don't have it all together and that's, that's a whole nother thing. No, nobody does. So like, we're all just in this life trying to go through it together and, you know, just trying to figure it out along the way. So, um, I'm just really happy to be doing life with you, Lindsay. Same. 
Same. And I'm so excited that we've been able to chat and that we have this community of people that we're getting to talk to and support where we really are just like all in this together, doing life together. And I, um, it's been my hope and my prayer that, you know, we're making an impact. And I know that today you were able to say things that I'm sure are going to resonate so much, um, with, with everyone here. So I'm so excited for their feedback and I'm so appreciative of you being here today. So thank you so much. It's been so fun. And, uh, yeah, it'll be that definitely be happening again. So thank you. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) You are so welcome. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, girlfriend. If you love this episode and it's really resonating with you, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with one of your soul sisters or share it on your social media and tag me so I can reach out and thank you for helping to get the message out. I am the most dang thankful that we are on this journey together to become really freaking proud of the women that we are and the women that we are becoming. We are doing the dang thing and I can't wait to see where it takes us. 